Time Again for the Insider with Chuck Walla and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and the Tommy G. Thompson Center on Public Leadership. Hi, I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. I'm Chuck Walla, former Senate Majority Leader. And we're the insiders. Well, Chuck, as everyone expected, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has thrown out the existing maps for the legislature um, and has established uh, a process for uh, creating new maps. Uh, they've invited parties to submit uh, ideas. They've appointed a couple of experts. They've got this tight timeline, which they have to operate in to get all this done. What happens next? How does this story all turn out? Well, the parties will submit their maps by the 12th. The court has actually invited other parties, other not parties, other individuals or organizations to seek leave from the court to be able to comment on these maps, which is probably a wise thing to do to get as much input as you can, get as much variability as you can, because the court itself is probably going to be reluctant to do a lot of redrawing of lines themselves. So what you're going to see now is a number of maps that will be submitted from the various parties, and there, there's more than one party on each side. And once they do that on the 12th, you may see some other parties. In fact, I expect you will see perhaps even a variety of parties, or not parties. I, I use the word party because legally that means that they are actually part of the litigation. What their court has said is others, not parties, may comment on those maps. I expect you will see that from other entities, whether individuals or organizations, generally by organizations. Then very soon after that, I expect the court will be making a decision because they have to have things in place basically by March in order to make sure that the Wisconsin Election Commission is able to get everything done for the state and make sure that the ballots are set and under these new lines where people will be running. So this is a very prompt process. I think that really what's important is what does the court do? And that's something I think we should discuss as well. Well, I think that's a good question. Is is the court going to draw its own maps using the two experts that it has appointed, the special masters, or is it going to pick from some of the maps uh, that other parties have put before them and let the special masters say, these two are the best, pick one of these? Um, that's I think a really that's, good question. And yeah. by the way, there are more opportunities for the court to actually draw their own maps or have their experts draw them now then there would have been even 10 years ago, but certainly 20 years ago when you and I were involved in this process. That's because there's a much quicker way to do it. There's a lot of uh, technology involved. What a surprise. And so that might allow them to do it. I think more likely what they will do is at least start with, if they don't just pick a map of one of the parties, they may start with that map, look at the commentary that's been provided about how this might be tweaked to make it more fundamentally fair and go with that. My view is that the court will not simply adjust for the one thing that they've noted here is that there are town islands. I don't think they're going to just say, okay, we've solved that problem. We're done. I think the court will take this position. I could be wrong. I would think they would say, once we find that we have an unconstitutional map, we are not allowed in our position to allow a gerrymandered map to remain in place. We need to get something closer to what would be realistic as to allowing the people of the state to have an opportunity to vote and elect the people that they, they would like to choose. Instead of letting the legislators choose their, their constituents, let the constituents choose their legislators. I think that will result in them probably taking some commentary, making some adjustments, and trying to set it up so that both the Senate and the Assembly, there might be a Democratic Senate or Assembly, or there might be a Republican Senate and Assembly, because I don't think that they can come out and say, 
we are going to approve what was previously a gerrymandered map. And that will mean there will be some legislators who won't be in their districts anymore. And I think that's the route the court will have to go if they're going to provide the fairness that they are required to do as an impartial body in this state. Well, I think you're right, and we can agree on the fact there's going to be new maps. Um, I think it's also correct to say that a bunch of incumbents are going to end up in one district. Um, that's going to happen probably in parts of southeastern Wisconsin and parts of the Fox Valley. There are places where state senators, there's three state senators who live like within eight miles of each other. That's, uh, that's unlikely that they're going to continue to all be in separate districts uh, when this is done. Um, I'm going to disagree, though, with your notion that they're going to end up drawing Democratic maps uh, for either house. Um, that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, if they listen to their experts at all, it can't happen because if they follow the federal standards as well as the historical state standards, you can't draw a map that produces a Democratic majority in both houses immediately uh, in the next election. And those uh, and those experts know that. I mean, I'm convinced of that. First, first of all, one of the, the Democratic expert was a witness for my team uh, in the, I think it was the 2000 redistricting case. Um, and he, we purposely chose a Democratic expert to testify on behalf of our maps because we thought they were reasonable and the federal court agreed with us on that. Um, so I think these are two fairly Fairly good experts here, fairly even-handed folks. They've worked together before. If the court listens to them, they won't go in what radically in one direction or another. Um, they're going to tend, I think, more to draw straight down the middle. You saw this with the governor's people's redistricting commission when everybody had high hopes that they would come back with maps that produced Democratic majorities in both houses. And instead, they came back and said, the best you can do in the assembly is a 55-44 Republican majority and the Senate a 17-16 uh, Republican majority and only in a wave year would Democrats have a chance of picking up uh, the state assembly. I think that's actually correct and that anyone who's drawing quote fair maps is gonna end up with a decision somewhere in that area. I never said that they were going to draw a Democratic map no matter how many times Scott tries to put those words in my mouth. What I said is that the court will draw a map which will allow both Republicans and Democrats to have a shot at a majority in each of the houses. And I think that that in a 50-50 state is what should be there. The idea of a natural gerrymander for Republicans because of the concentration of Democrats is belied by what you see when you actually start to look at maps that are out there. I do not disagree with Scott that they, the court may have not chosen well in terms of choosing the experts that they have, because Scott, Robin Voss is thrilled. He seems to be excited about where this thing is headed on redistricting. And whenever Robin Voss is excited, beware, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it is not a good thing for the state of Wisconsin. And so I do think that there's some concern there. However, I do think the decision maker here is not the experts. It is the court. And what the court will do is they will see various maps and they are going to see maps that keep communities of interest together, are very much contiguous and not only contiguous, but they're compact and will represent fair maps that will allow Democrats or Republicans to be elected. The only reason we don't see this in Wisconsin is because it's been so gerrymandered for so long. When Scott and I were in, the Senate was, Republic, was Democratic and the Assembly was Republican. It hasn't changed that much in Wisconsin. In fact, it's actually getting more viable for Democrats in the suburbs around Milwaukee. So we have very different views, and I think Scott and I are going to have to agree to disagree. But I think at the end of the day, this court will say, they and they should say, look, 
Whenever you have politicians deciding what the maps are, you're never going to get good things. You're going to have things like three state senators within eight miles of themselves representing 180,000 people each. That should not be the case. The one opportunity to correct that is when the courts have an opportunity to go and to make the decision. I believe this court is thoughtful enough and they have looked at the state closely enough and this issue closely enough that they will get it right. And that may not exactly comport with all of what their experts have to say, but it will comport with what the people of the state are expecting and what's fairness in terms of maps for the state of Wisconsin. Well, I think it's key that the court listen to its experts and try to stick within the federal guidelines, because if they don't, they are giving Speaker Voss and Senator Lemahue the chance to appeal any map that they have drawn to the federal courts. And only by crossing one of those federal uh, rules and restrictions would the federal court consider taking it up? Otherwise, they're going to leave this to the states. They've said for some time now they want nothing to do with redistricting if they can. They prefer this to be a state matter, and they prefer not to come to the federal courts. But if they violate the three standards you just listed, contiguity, compactness, and community of interest, um, then it will go on to the federal court. So it may not be the last word here at the Wisconsin Supreme Court, but it probably will be. Hearing Scott say that he wishes that they would listen to their experts and the positive comments of Robin Boss makes me wonder if Robin Boss hasn't had more input on this than I would think. But at the end of the day, the court will make an independent decision. And I think it'll be a good one. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Insider with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association the Tommy G. Thompson Center on Public Leadership.